0: Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Part of the Fearscape Media Network. Prepare to be spooked. (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday on all major podcast platforms. Find out more at fearscapepodcast.com. everyone to unsensitive a show where we talk about where we take a subject talk with an expert and break it down with questions that might be normally too impolite to ask I am your host Ray Robinson and when you mention somebody that is a single mom it might conjure an image of somebody from your own experiences as well as maybe some movie and television portrayals uh, you might think of a woman that's overworked overwrought maybe destitute somebody uh, maybe it presents an image of a person a woman desperate to find a, a partner to raise your children. Even it means kind of stealing somebody else's man to do so. Well, being a, a married man without children myself, uh, I don't have much experience in this realm. So I called upon Janet Isman here to uh, clear up any misconceptions that that might have been flying around out there. So Janice, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, first of all, you are indeed a single mom, correct?
1: I am indeed a single mom. I am mm-hmm. in fact alone. So I am kind of a single mom plus where I don't have a second party who helps raise my child. So I don't share custody with anyone. I don't have any child support. So I am a single mom Plus. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, that, that kind of is a very important distinction because there are some and some of the questions that we'll delve into kind of deal a little bit in that direction, uh, as opposed like with if there's somebody else in the picture, that kind of thing. So we'll kind of deal All with those when we get to them. Um, but, um, but since you are pretty much, uh, handling everything yourself at this point, do you have any kind of family that jumps in at any point to, uh, to help out as needed, or is it maybe a friend network that you have?
1: I definitely do. After my son was born, I moved to the city where I currently live because my sister was here and my sister has a child who is two years and change older than my child and fortunately for those children they're both only children and so they kind of have a cousin slash sibling-esque relationship which is actually really great for them because they play together they fight and then they can go home to their individual homes.
0: (laughs) okay excellent now being uh being a single mom I'm sure that uh, you have to find some sort of balance between uh, employment as well as working at home and uh, caring for your child. Um, How difficult is it to find that balance considering you're the only person that's handling everything?
1: The balance is something that is constantly a bit of a teeter totter. So sometimes it exists and sometimes it is way out of whack in one direction or the other. So I actually own my own business and that's been beneficial in many ways because I have been able to be present at every school function, at every parent teacher interview, at everything that I've wanted to attend because I do have flexibility over my own schedule. The challenge is because I am by myself, that I also have to earn all of the household income and because it is a business. It's been trying this year, Mm -hmm. but typically I would say that, I mean that balance is a teeter-totter for all of us and we are constantly kind of juggling many things. So I don't see it as being tremendously different than what other people are having to balance. Sometimes I do, but most of the time, you know, as working adults, anyone with a child sort of has this topic come up what i would say is more pressing is just understanding capacity so i can't have him perhaps in as many activities as some other children who are his age because i can't drive him as many places and just understanding where those capacities and those boundaries are is actually probably more pressing than work-life balance itself
0: Uh, How long did it really take for you to kind of figure out where those boundaries were? Was it something that just comes with uh, each new activity that comes up? Or is it something that you have to learn the hard way?
1: A little bit of both. Mm -hmm. I think when he was a baby, a lot of people have actually said to me over the years, like, wow, I don't know how you do it. It must be really hard. And in my case, because I've actually never parented with a partner, I can't really tell the difference. But I have crossed the barrier at times of being too tired or too overburdened. And again, I'm not sure that that's different than any parent or any adult at times. Um, So that's the part that I would say is the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) And other things I just have instantaneously known that I want to say no to. So little things like, particularly little kids, there's kind of a... Instagram mom culture of you get a letter board and it's your child's first day of school, they stand under a tree. And beside is this beautiful artistic letter board that mom has made, you know, my child, grade, whatever, loves these hobbies. And I'm not crafty. I'm like, that is not something that is ever going to happen to my house. In fact, we're lucky if we get a photo of him standing still instead of running, ac- <laughs> running <laughs> across the yard. So I think that I exercised from day one just a lot of discipline in terms of if I don't enjoy it, if I'm not good at it, it's not happening. And I was able to just cut some of those things out.
0: Now, I, like you said, there's a lot of folks that uh, that kind of have some presuppositions about, uh, about the, the amount of time that you have. Do you have time? Uh, is it hard to carve time out for just yourself for activities that you personally want to do by yourself or maybe with some of your friends or maybe go out on a date, that type of thing is, is it a really difficult thing to do to um, to separate yourself and give yourself that time?
1: I love the dating question. (laughs) I have a number of single parent groups and they do heavy up on moms. In fact, some of them are only for females and that conversation comes up all the time. And What I frankly think is that if it matters to you, you will do it. And it might not look exactly the same as everybody else's dating life, but I would challenge anybody who's ever had a child to just, you know, tell me an area of your life that isn't untouched by this. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've always made time for it because it's always mattered to me. I have really enjoyed dating and I haven't ever, that I can't think of one occasion where I have said to somebody, I just don't have time to do this this week. So it might be using a bit of creativity, which could mean my favorite kind of dates are going out for lunch because I need to eat. It's a time when I don't need to get a babysitter. And that's how I made it work. I've also met up with people in the middle of the day for other reasons. And so I think that, the things that we really want to do are fully available to us. It's just being in the zone where we understand what it is that we want to do. So he's kind of hit the age now where he can spend a bit of time by himself. And I'm able to exercise regularly because that window of time matches quite well with how long he can kind of be unattended in a home. So from here on out, we're going to have a few more freedoms and flexibilities with what needs to happen. But over the years, I have, again, exercised creativity. The things that have really mattered to me have all gotten done because I can ask family members or friends to watch him or to take him for a bit of that break. But I think the biggest thing that we did was we made a list of things that we both enjoyed. So a lot of my break time has actually been with him, where we do things that we both enjoy. Now, during 2020, during the pandemic, that's been quite challenging. And some of that alone time hasn't existed. But I think, again, who in North America wouldn't say that on some level or some extent? (laughs)
0: what would ultimately be better for at least maybe in your situation, maybe not in others, but what would be better for you? An absentee dad or a dad that actually comes uh, that brings problems with him?
1: That is one of the best questions of all time. (laughs) A number of years ago, I actually did have some strong concerns because we have an absentee parent scenario Mm -hmm. and Of course, I've seen narratives that say, how much a child is at a disadvantage with an absentee dad? And so that concerned me quite gravely. And I spoke to a social worker about my particular situation and I think my child was two and he said, you know, it is actually kind of the second best scenario short of having a fully intact family. Because my child has never met the second parent. My child has no relationship with his biological co-contributor. And so there isn't any scenario where he is going to get let down or have that other person flake out or interpret anything about that individual's behavior. Because there is no behavior to interpret. It's just an absentee person. So that made me feel a lot better. But then there were some practical realities where for a certain period of time, especially when children are four or five, it, our personal reserves as parents is often kind of used up. So they're not babies anymore, but they've just gone through a phase where there's still maybe screaming or irrational behavior. There's a lot of physical movement, et cetera. So I did go through a little phase where I thought, Oh, I just really wish there was somebody else here. I really wish that there was any scenario would be better than this. And then there was a circumstance in my life where I had somebody that was supposed to help out with my child and was flaky. And I realized, wow, I am actually way better off with just myself who I can count on, I can rely on if I make a plan to go pick them up from school, I will be there. There's never been a day that I was not there versus somebody else telling me that they were gonna pick him up and then flaking out on me 10 minutes before and doing it a few times in a row. And then I realized that I couldn't count on that person and that I would worry about it and I'd be nervous about it and I couldn't make plans anyways. So just from that really minor experience, I think that lasted two months, I realized that it is, for me anyways, I would pick having no parent versus a flaky slash absentee slash somebody that you couldn't really count on parents because it's rock solid in my calendar, show up here, do this, get it done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, they don't double your workload by you having to babysit both your child and this new child that suddenly appeared in your life. A (laughs) hundred
1: percent. Oh, completely. And I think that that is a common, unfortunately, scenario where there are situations that do exist where the second parent is physically present, perhaps, but unreliable or even somebody who's causing problems. And it does become a second job to manage that second person
0: now let 's go ahead and get straight to a couple of the really big misconceptions that uh, that I found online and uh, I, I think we know the answers to this but uh, but I, I like to like have a more thorough explanation from somebody who is kind of seen in this light. Um, the first one that I can't kind of ran across a lot online was that there are women out there that believe that they see a single woman and that she 's more likely to go after their husband or their <laughs> significant other because they go oh there's a reliable man i am going to take him because uh because i need a reliable man in my life how accurate have you found that to be
1: zero <laughs> so again i'm in i'm in single mom groups single parent groups and i am heavily active in two different dating groups I don't recall ever seeing even one conversation about that. I recall and am aware of a lot of different conversations about dating, but zero of them are ladies. (laughs)
2: Let's,
1: (laughs) Let's go after, you know, somebody else's husband. I think that that is really uncommon. And I think that most single moms are interested in either not dating at all or in finding a partner that can create a blended family with them or potentially have a second or third child. um, I don't see a lot of interest in husband stealing.
0: I've got you. Okay. Uh, Another one that came up frequently, although it didn't seem to be quite as uh, a deal breaker for some people, um, is that a single mom's house always tends to be messy because she doesn't have time to clean up after her kids. She's just doing everything, uh, to keep herself afloat. Uh, would that, would you say that's accurate for you? At
1: the moment? Heck yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that that one for me always depends on what else is going on. So I'm a business owner and that means that this year has pulled my capacity quite strongly. So I have a bricks and mortar business. Like many jurisdictions in North America, we've had closures and what that has meant for me and my business. And this has nothing to do with single parenting is that I'm working literally two times as hard for literally half the income. and the doubling of hours means that, you know, our home environment just isn't what it was a year ago. But generally speaking, I would say, if you had come into my home at any point last year, it was a really clean, pleasant place to be. Now clean is relative, of course. <laughs> yes. It was it was company suitable. I, you know, it was deep cleaned every two weeks and things were tidy. At this moment, it's a disaster. But (laughs) again, I think think that some of those mythologies that we tag to single parents about the state of our home or even being single or our income, they're not necessarily present more than average. So there are certain individual cases where that could be true, but those are almost outliers because I think that... Many parents will tell you that they go through phases where their home is not. Many parents will tell you that that work-life balance might not be there. Many parents will tell you that raising kids is expensive. So I think that often single moms are really branded with, well, this is how it is. But I'm not sure that it's present in all of us more than it is for somebody who's married
0: the third one that really stood out a lot is that single moms tend to be more bitter towards men in general relationships specifically. Is that, would you find that to be the case of with uh, a lot of the folks that you connect with uh, or maybe even you personally?
1: I love that question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, well, I definitely am not. I have, chosen, I've mentioned it a few times, but I'm a business owner and I have chosen to take my personal energy in the direction of spending my time and my money and my life's efforts towards building a future and building a business versus looking backwards and going through court processes and trying to make another person parent and make another person have involvement. So I think that it is again, not kind of a brush the whole group with one color of paint. Absolutely. There are people who have some, had some bad scenarios and are processing the anger and the grief and the letdown and the disappointment. And those are often quite justified. There are women who will post texts and different stories on some of the online groups, and these are difficult scenarios. But I don't think, as a general rule, that we're bitter and angry. I'm actually quite lighthearted and fun, and I love men, and I have spent multiple years dating and really enjoying that. So I I didn't take away a lesson personally that I should be hateful or bitter towards men. And there are actually single mom groups on Facebook that are exclusively for women business owners. There's single mom groups on Facebook that are exclusively for Moms who are focused on that positive mindset. So these are out there. I think they just don't get the press and the attention that some of the, the bitter angsty types do. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Squeaky wheels get the greases. Uh, 100%. It, yeah. Okay.
1: And I think it, it really does. It sits in our mind. If we meet a single mom and she makes even one comment that will really stick in our mind. Whereas it is harder to retain positive sometimes. And that's just, that's human psychology. We only need to meet one person who kind of can take a whole group and brand us with the same brush.
0: Yeah, that's true now um there are also kind of some misconceptions or maybe there's some real reality to them you're uh, this is where you're going to step in and kind of uh give us a little clarity and that's uh that a child of a single parent tends to be a bit more of a troublemaker uh yep <laughs> Yeah. uh, They they tend to be a little bit more of a troublemaker. Uh, There's some, I've seen even some groups that will say, because there's no father in the picture, they're missing out on a steadying influence. It's going to hurt them in the long run. Um, Has that been your experience in your conversations with other single uh, mothers or even just single parents? You
1: know, when my son was in kindergarten, he got into trouble one day and I had to talk to the teacher and she looked me in the eye and said, well, we all know that he's the child of a single mom, which means that he's gonna get into trouble more often. I had never heard this before and I was so angry and I still am furious at that comment because she basically in a certain way targeted him based on my status, which had nothing to do with him. I have the same expectations of him as I would if I was married and society has the same expectations of him, no matter what my relationship status is or where his biological father is or isn't. And so I think again, we can kind of get that bias. There is data that does show that that can be a little bit more of a vulnerability, but I would say that there are ways to mitigate that through community connections, through organizations such as organizations such as big brothers, big sisters, or boys and girls clubs of America or scouts. So I think that it is any parent's responsibility to connect their children to what they need most. And I'm more conscious that he needs a community than he needs skating lessons or hockey. So I take specific steps to get those role models and to get those positive male influences and to ensure that he has that steadiness. COVID has interrupted a bit of that, but again, that's not a single mom problem. That's a societal problem. So I think that Yes, there's more vulnerability, but are there ways to kind of stopgap that? Absolutely, yes.
0: Now, if, uh, if your son is up for it, I might have a question or two for him. Hey. Hey. Now, tell me a little bit about some of the fun things that, uh, that you and your mom like to do together.
2: Well, we usually like to go to events.
0: Is there uh, anything that you guys have been doing uh, since you've been kind of homebound, not being able to go to school because of the, the virus uh, out there? Has there been anything that kind of sticks out in your mind that you've truly enjoyed?
2: Uh, staying home.
0: <laughs> <Or> just <laughs> staying home.
2: And <laughs> I don't
0: enjoy. So, uh, <laughs> your, your mom being uh, there has no consequence on that. <laughs> What's, uh, what, do you, what do you like to do when, when you are at home? What's your favorite things that you enjoy doing? Uh play Lego. Play Legos. Oh awesome. You get the kits or you just get the random bricks and build whatever you like with them?
2: Kits. Yeah, no, never mind. You get <laughs> the kits and I, I was I was about to say a lot of kids, like a lot of them. Everybody says Legos, it's Lego. No but I, You can't. are right.
0: I've, I've researched this myself. You are very right on that. <laughs>
2: Literally the, the books made by Lego says Legos with an S.
1: <laughs> We're breaking two sets of mythologies here.
0: There you go. <laughs> and uh, one other question. What is it that you would like uh, folks that are listening to know about your mom that you think is really, really cool?
1: So here's some direction.
0: <laughs> this
1: out. Just, yep. Okay, you have an idea? Mm, almost. Okay.
0: I noticed she let you draw an infinity gauntlet on your hand, which that's pretty cool. <gasps> he
2: knows what it is. <laughs> I don't what it
0: is. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'll, I'll clue you in. I actually knew about it long before you were born. I collected the comics that they first appeared in.
2: Cool yeah <laughs> What were like No, how much hundreds or two dollars? yeah, some of them are pretty expensive, the, yeah, the first the first couple were like the originals were are three thousand dollars or whatever, really?
0: Oh, don't tell me that, I gave them away. <laughs> oh, I gave him. I gave him to a nephew. To be fair, but I have no idea what he did with them. So could have been That's anything.
2: No, because well, you- no, but that was like the hundredth it- issue, so it would ah. only be three hundred dollars.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I I feel less bad, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can you re-answer the question about things that you and I like to do together? Go to events. We like to just.
2: We do like to play uh, games like Uno, which you've been whispering in my ear for the past five minutes. <laughs> 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 tell, her, tell tell him, tell him that we like to play Uno. Uno!
0: <laughs> the good news about your mom is she always has an answer for you when, uh, when you get stuck, doesn't she?
1: All moms do. I have another one. We haven't really done it this year, but what about our food project? Ooh, yeah.
0: Tell me about your food project. That sounds good.
2: Every year for a month or two, that's accurate, right? Yeah. We try to eat foods from all over the world and so We do that for two months. We can get about three things off. But every year or so I just say, I forgot what that tastes like. I can't rank it. (laughs) No, we have to restart this project. (laughs) And again and again and again and again. So I've tried so many different foods, but I've zero clue what they taste like.
0: I like that. That's a great the only, idea, too. The only,
2: yeah, the only thing I can remember what it tastes like uh, is sushi.
0: I was getting ready to ask if you've had sushi. Sushi is one of my favorites. So uh, I've had some favorite. of the weirdest stuff, though.
1: <laughs> it's definitely my favorite. Oh, good. We have a map in our hallway where we mark off the different cuisines. I also like tried ginger. Obviously, oh, wow. I just eat the ginger.
0: <laughs> I'm not a big fan of For the, the ginger. ginger. I love the wasabi. I love the wasabi. The ginger just doesn't taste right to me. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Same but flipped. I okay. love the ginger.
1: you right. I get you. It just burns my nose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's I think the the that's problem. what it's. He said, has it's
1: he the doing. favorite. And then we just keep returning over and over to sushi. <laughs> and, then. and the best part is it's only is
2: literally a 15 minute walk away. Oh, wow. Away.
0: That's awesome. I wish yeah. I had a sushi and place near me.
2: And it's so cheap because it's literally $12. You order off an iPad and they bring you as much food as you want.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> so he's awesome. got his
1: number one choice, the all you can eat sushi place. But so we do have a map in our hallway where we, we're doing an endless infinity loop on trying to eat food from every country in the world. And that's been on pause. It has yeah. been on pause. Yes, yes, yes. I imagine
0: it's rough to get everything right now.
1: The question was, what do you want the world to know about your mom? Yes. a mom. Why don't you well, that
0: says word? it all. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, a man of few words.
2: <laughs> have you skipped over your business yet? Uh, no, I haven't or really. Or is that another part? Okay. So, normally, a job as a single parent is hard. Single mom, hard. And when we live in a small apartment, if I leave my sweater somewhere, which I totally don't do, um, <laughs> it takes up half a, a quarter of the couch. Because the couch isn't so big, because the apartment is an apartment. Mm. It's not that big. And so that's hard. But then also, you run a single business, and each of those separately are hard. If you match one and one, like small apartment and a single business, that's hard. Single mom and a small apartment, that's hard. But if you match all three, that's uh, impossible.
0: Yeah. But she still manages to make it work, doesn't she? That's so what impressive. are we
1: trying to, what are we trying to tell the audience?
2: You can juggle good.
0: <laughs> well played. I like that. Well, well said. I like that a lot. So, <laughs> oh, Janice, uh you and your son, it's been a great joy. Tell me a little bit about your business. Uh, so folks can maybe find you online and, uh, and patronize you.
1: Sure.
2: Unknown kid out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My business is called My Body Couture. I help people feel better in their bodies. The vast majority of people that come to see me and I do service people online or in person have kind of those nagging aches and pains and age-related concerns in their body. And so we help get those out of the body so that people can get on with the rest of their lives. My business name is My Body Couture. It's three words. My, M-Y, Body, B-O-D-Y, Couture, C-O-U-T-U-R-E. And I'm at the dot com or on Instagram or Facebook.
0: Excellent. And once again, thank you both for uh, coming on the show, dispelling some myths, educating us a little bit more about Legos as well. (laughs) And uh, I really appreciate uh, appreciate the time that you guys took today. You said it oh, again. Thank you so much. Thank
2: You said it again. <laughs> yes,
0: I did. Lego, my bad <laughs> See, I learn, I do learn.) <laughs> And now I want to issue a challenge to our listeners. If, uh, if you also have a subject that you're passionate about, like Janice here, uh, and you can speak on authority and you're not afraid to tackle some of these tougher questions, um, then I really want to talk with you and bring you on unsensitive and find out a little bit more. You can reach us through the Fearscape Media Network, or you can write me directly at rayrobwrites at gmail.com. And then maybe I'll be seeing you next on this show. A special thanks to Ben Sounds for the use of the song Happy Rock, and of course to the fine folks at Fearscape for giving me a venue. You've been listening to Unsensitive, and we'll talk again soon. Until then, you keep your mind open.